0: Here I can just show you for a second. Um, Whoa! Turbo Graphics games from
1: from here to uh, here. Jesus Christ! Is that how many were released? Is that all of them, or are you missing any? (laughs) No, I'm I don't have them all. There
0: there's like um oh I can't you know I can't remember it's it's 900 1200 something like that. I
1: am. And what how that looks like at least 100, right?
0: Oh, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I got I I have probably 5 or 600. 5 or okay. Well, that's over half bud. That's a lot. I got most I got most of the good ones. <laughs> That's really enviable that you've been able to hang on to that many things. I haven't been able to hang on to uh, really anything, I well, would say. I live. Uh, I live where I was born. I
0: mean, not the house, but um, I live in right. the area where I was born. And so I had the luxury of like, until all my parents moved away, I had places to store things until I could have a large enough place to put things in. So, Damn. Uh, and they, uh, though, they were like, when are you going to get rid of this stuff? They never got rid of it themselves. People keep saying, "Are you going to buy the analog pocket? Uh, not the analog pocket, the uh, analog duo, <laughs> or should they, in fact?" And I say no because basically the I don't know who who it's for because if you have the games like me, you've already got probably two or three working turbo duos in your home. Right. If you are new to the hobby, you should get a Mister and play it on there because you you don't want to buy these <laughs> at right. this point, like. You you want to spend 250 on an analog duo and then $250 per good video game? Um, I don't think you should do it. I bought my copy of Magical Chase for $6, and that's how it should be. Uh, Magical Chase is like a $5,000 game now. It's ridiculous. Oh, God. So I'm not an emulation person of any stripe. and Well, I can see that
1: you don't have to be. <clears throat> I think we can right. see that right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be either. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> I will say, though as far as rooms i've seen with podcastable material in it this might be i mean this podcast could just be an hour of you pulling out random things us describing it to the listener and then being like wow is that and we start making stuff up too we're like he's got a hang glider in there you know like yeah here i'll show you something that sounds made up this is this is a game called my eyes (laughs) exclamation point
0: it's for the it's for the FM Towns <laughs> computer, and it's about uh, befriending an orca. Wow! It's a it's like a relationship sim where you befriend an orca.
1: Okay, it's my eyes. Okay, can you rank that game real quick? I mean, have you played My Eyes? Uh, no, <laughs> because <laughs> because uh, it's some of these games, these
0: FM Towns games require a uh, a save disk and the floppy drive goes bad real real quick on these. Um, oh, dang. So bro. I haven't I haven't played my eyes yet, unfortunately.
1: I'm gonna though. It's it's on my shelf. It'll it'll Well, you're going to have to let us know when you play it. Yeah, cuz we got to know where where it stacks up, mm-hmm. you know. In concept, it's pretty high. It seems better than Disco Elysium, that's what I would slap <laughs> on the on the box art.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just I'm gonna go back to 1992 or whenever this came out and be like, this is, this is much better than Disco Elysium.
1: let to go!
2: Howdy and welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac, the definitive ranking of all video games every week at a time. I am Matt Martins. I am here with Hunter Donaldson. Hello, I'm Hunter Donaldson and I'm also here. And this week we have, as you heard in the cold open, a very special guest. It is from Necrosoft Games and the Insert Credit podcast, Brandon Sheffield. Hello, I am here. And we reached out to you, Brandon, because you are, uh, in many ways, uh, one of the most, perhaps the world's most venerable expert in Bonk's Revenge, or at least the most noteworthy proponent of the Bonk's series.
1: <laughs> That's actually kind of a hilarious thing that I don't think I've ever heard anyone else talk about Bonk, except for almost specifically you actually. Yeah,
0: people have sort of memefied my talking about Bonk. Like, whenever I'm talking about something else, they're like,
2: what about Bonk, though? What (laughs) What do you think about that? Yeah, the great story of this game is that it was uh, given to us by one of our patrons, uh, and uh, we we spin a wheel, we get games. Hunter and I both uh, screamed in in cheers when this game was selected and but specifically it was bonk's adventure that was presented to uh, to us and we knew we wanted to try to get you on the show and when we reached out to you you said uh you know that's cool and everything but we should just actually do bonk's revenge instead (laughs) yeah i mean bonk's adventure is good um but bonk's revenge is better than that yeah yeah i mean i agree uh well let's let's dive into uh what bonk's revenge is uh is all about Ooh, yeah the story. Are you giving us the story or the game? Oh yeah, I was gonna start talking about the game, but no, you're, you're right. Let's let's talk about the what story. The story. We got to know the. I just love the entry on the Wikipedia article for Bonk's Revenge. Uh, the titular large-headed caveman is on a quest to recover half of the moon. <laughs> uh, Bonk is a little caveman uh, platformer where you have a big giant head. Uh, I describe it as uh, like an inversion. Of, of like a Mario, where Mario's whole thing is run and then jump on other characters' heads and they die and you keep going, but if they were to, to crash into your face, that would be the end for Mario. But Bonk is like, my head's so strong, if I land on top of you with my feet, I'll get hurt. Uh, but if I can get up under you and smack you with my big head, uh, everything will be okay. And I can also dive bomb you and do a big headbutt into the ground and that'll get you real good. Uh, you also have the ability to jump up in the air and then start spinning around your head. And, uh, I watched a GDQ, like an AGDQ or whatever of this game. And they, you, you spin quite a lot. A lot of time in the air. Yeah. You can basically fly through entire levels. Uh, you can also collect big chunks of meat and it freaks you out and turns you very angry and you rampage around, uh, and, and, and a bunch of different power-ups like that, uh, I don't know. Does that does that feel like a good summation of uh, Bonk's revenge, Brandon? Yeah, it, it's
0: more or less. I mean, he he can also hit enemies from the front just by bonking them by stand uh, standing. You can front there. bonk. Yeah, you can front bonk. A standing bonk as well. Yeah. the The story is pretty Mario adjacent, where it's like a princess goes missing and you got to go bring her back. Um, and sometimes half the moon is gone. Uh, King King Drool is your is your Bowser equivalent. But um, the the thing really about this is Hudson was always in these times doing a version of a popular thing. There there was like there was a Zelda, so they made Newtopia, and there was a mm. uh, Gauntlet, so they made uh, Dungeon Explorer. There was Mario, so they made Bonk. You know Hudson, along with Red, Red, with the funding from NEC and stuff. But Hudson has always been like. What if we did? What if we did one of those? But the way that they do it never, to me, felt like a. It wasn't like a clone. It was like a, what if Hudson did this? Uh, right. So, it gets a pass from me for doing that stuff. And and Bonk is, significantly, I would say, different from, some of these other games in terms of its approach to platforming and all that stuff. I don't know if we want to talk about it now, but...
2: Um. Well, one one thing I wanted to, to sort of get into uh, off the bat was, you know, obviously this is its own kind of platform, but this is a game for the TurboGrafx-16, which is something I've never really played much of. I've, like, touched one one time and I don't even really know much about like, the controller, but I know it's it's got its own sort of thing going on, so I'm, I'm just curious how... Because I just played it on an emulator, you know, what, what does Bonk's Revenge feel like on on the classic system with the you know intended original controller and and does that have like a an impact on how the game feels should i go grab one i got i got
0: a bunch down here oh um, hell yeah um, I, got, I got like 15 different types no that's that's an under exaggeration um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got a lot of types of TurboGrafx controller. so um on the us system there were pretty much just two or three controller types they had a uh they had a stick and they had a turbo pad and that was that was pretty much it i think there was maybe one other in japan they had tons of types of controllers but yeah. the big difference between say the u.s nes and the uh and the u.s turbo was that the controller was a little rounded all the edges were rounded off so it was more comfortable to hold and they all came with a turbo button more most most of the japanese ones did not all the japanese ones did all the us ones came with with a turbo slider so you had two buttons in uh, one and two and then you had run and select in the middle which are like your start and option run of course being a an ode to it being a tiny PC. That's uh-huh. it. it's PC PC engine right. and you hit run to start a program. And that like NEC had their run of PC eighty eight, PC ninety-eight computers, and this was sort of like a console extension of that mm-hmm. ethos. And so that's why it was it was run. And if you hit run and select at the same time, this is something you probably wouldn't get as frequently in an emulator is uh the the game resets and you can do it so easily. <laughs> and some a lot of TurboGrafx games, you know, as as things went on as the Genesis Mega Drive was out, as the Super Nintendo was out, they started wanting that button real estate real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted more buttons. And so they would take over the run button to or or the select, but usually the run button to be like an actual action button of some sort. And so then you could be like hitting right on the D-pad and then trying to hit the run button and accidentally your thumb slides over to select and then you just oh, God. restart the game. Um, <laughs> I, I did that a lot as a youth. Um, wow. But uh, the main thing that's for, for Bonk and Bonk's Revenge is the turbo slider. Mm-hmm. So you would often be, t- or not you, I would often be turning the slider up and down because if you want to spin really fast and so if as a, as you kind of hinted at you, you you can jump and then you can spin in the air mm-hmm. and as you're spinning in the air it slows your descent and you can also like change your trajectory and where mm-hmm. you're going and if you have the turbo on you spin super fast and then it makes your descent really slow which is strategically useful for some situations. So you wind up turning that on, but you want to turn it back off when you're on the ground because you can't like move and forward bonk at the same time. And so then you can kind of get yourself stuck there. Uh, Not stuck, but like you're, you're, uh, you're, you're stayed in place while you're, you're bonking your head. So that's, I think that's the biggest difference in terms of actually playing it on hardware mm-hmm. i actually first played it not on the hue card version um so you know turbo graphics games come with these tiny little turbo chips that are very small mm-hmm. that made me wonder how they fit all that game in there <laughs> they're like the size of uh four business cards stacked oh, wow. on top of each other they're very small and the actual data in there is about maybe the size of like your your uh your your pinky thumbnail there's a glob of of, uh, there's like a little tiny chip in uh-huh. there and then that connects to the right. pins and then you slide that in. Um, but they're very, they're very like stylish and sleek cause they're, very, they're, they're just, they're small and you could carry it in your wallet if you mm-hmm. want to. And, but, uh, because it was like the popular series and it was the nineties and we needed a mascot or whatever, the late eighties, <laughs> um, when the Turbo Duo came out, uh, which had the CD attachment, um... Attached, like in one console with the with the hue card, they re-released Bonk's Adventure, Bonk's Revenge, Gate of Thunder, and then a secret game, Bomberman, on mm. a disc. Mm-hmm. So if you bought a Turbo Duo, you got this disc that had three games on it plus a, a hidden secret, Bomberman. Yeah. And so I played it on the CD, which is just it was just like reading the ROM from a cd but um it's a weird kind of experience to have the TurboGrafx had a lot of dissonance for me it has kind of two eras because it was a much more much more of a smooth transition into cd and optical media from the cartridge chip media versus for example the mega drive where it, they never they built like the CDX and the XI, which had the the cartridge and the disc together. But that wasn't like the main thing. Yeah. Um, And they were running both both cartridge and disc simultaneously. Whereas TurboGrafx, basically, once the CD came along, there were a couple dozen more Hue cards, maybe 50 something. But after that, it was like CDs are what we're doing Mm -hmm. now. Now we have CDs. And so people often think of, in fact, my um, insert credit, co-host Frank faulty he he until i stopped him doing this keeps referring to the turbo graphics as like like the nes but more like mm-hmm. the next level up from from nes right. but the same design ethos but that's only true of the hue card chip games yeah right the cd stuff is like obviously cd quality sound we're getting closer to like the pc games that were coming out at the time and we're getting ports of PC and arcade games that are much closer to the actual quality and the design ethos just completely changed yeah during the CD era and there are like one hundred sixty percent i don't I don't know i'm I'm bad at doing these number math things one one point six <laughs> times maybe close to twice as many CDs as there were Hue cards hmm. so people think about that because the the cart cartridges were when the Turbo Graphics was kind of known here, and when it moved into CD stuff, it kind of was falling off mm-hmm. already. But in Japan, the CD stuff, like they made so many more. That that was that's what the console became. Yeah, it's as right. though with the Genesis or Mega Drive, when they got the CD, they just shifted over into that lane. They stopped yeah. making like I don't know, uh, uh, Jurassic Park. Lost World never came out on on right. uh, cartridge. It it would have been a CD only game at that right. time. Um, so yeah, the the TurboGrafx is a PC engine is kind of a weird thing, and it lasted so long.
2: That was, I was to ask. That sounds like an a, an insanely long life cycle for yeah, like a super, single yeah, super
0: long. Um, so like eighty seven through the last the last official released game was 99 wow um wow but that was was, that 99 game was like a way outlier so the the last true year of here's a bunch of new pc engine games was 95 but that's still pretty long for consoles of that era yeah um And, well, I mean, aside from the NES, which has basically never stopped making new games (laughs) for the the NES, if you uh, look at it under a certain vector, because, like, those Atari (laughs) lives uh, on a stick compilations are, like, Mm. an NES on a chip emulating uh, Intellivision or whatever. Wow. Um, It was wild stuff. But (laughs) regardless, you go from the first games in 87... And they really just do kind of look like doot doot platformers. <laughs> You're just kind of chugging along. And then at yeah. the end, you've got like Legend of Xanadu 2 from Falcom, which is this l- lush, super colorful, full, fully voiced RPG with side-scrolling um, dungeons and boss battles that they they're, it's like, 16-bit verging on you know when the early playstation days when they still had some 2d games it's it, you could almost be fooled that it was one of those mm-hmm. it just really <clears throat> it evolved and they did that by adding more uh ram over time so you had yeah the initial turbo graphics and then when they got the cd there was a slight ram boost and then there was a super system card which got gave it even more ram and then there was an arcade card which gave even more ram and that's how you got your SNK ports on mm. there like Art of Fighting and Fatal Fury mm. and the like and uh they even developed a an FMV system that is totally different from any other one that was made it was only used in a few games it was used in uh Gulliver Boy and uh john madden cd football (laughs) (laughs) and i think one other game but it was really oh uh yeah um it was developed initially for uh galaxy fraulein yuna and it had like a five minute piece of an ova that you could watch and it was basically separate from the real game it just was in a separate on a separate disc just to prove that they could do the fmv thing that was happening but gulliver Roy, gulliver boy and john madden it's actually integrated i talked to the guy who made that and it's a it's a it's a pretty interesting story because they could only get six seconds of video going at a time before they had to like unload and do something else uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, but they wanted continuous video and so they w- were breaking it into six second chunks but the audio wasn't broken up into six second chunks chunks so they had to they had to really match all this stuff together like a fan subber or something like that and uh, wow yeah the 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 guy who made it told me about <clears throat> after so it was developed by a westerner by the way the the fmv thing who worked mm. um who worked at I can't remember if he worked at Hudson or NEC but he worked you know close closely with the team that that did everything and it and one point while he was developing this technology one of his managers came by with like some pornography and was like uh, digi- digitize this for me <laughs> so i
1: can have it on my pc engine it's ridiculous <laughs>
2: i need this so just go ahead and well, do that's that real what,
1: quick. i mean you know art drives innovation you know <laughs> commerce right. and art collide and that's where innovation i mean that's you know the history of porn is the history of of technology you know yeah and so the
0: turbo was not a success here it was not mm-hmm. a success and that's why people part of why people were collecting it is because there's only 300 something games released in the united states and mm-hmm. so it's a mm. for the collector types it's an achievable number of video games right um, or right. was at one time for for someone to to purchase but in japan it was again i forget if it's like 900 or 1200 but it's it's a it's a lot of games um and uh it was very popular in japan so yeah, right when there was just the famicom and the turbo graphics people developers wanted to develop for the Turbo graphics, PC engine. I keep I keep using these interchangeably, sure. but yeah. I think people will understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um developers wanted to program for the PC Engine. I mean, aside from Famicom having the larger mass market, PC Engine was like the hardcore gaming machine because it could push more sprites. Mm-hmm. It was really easy to work with. It had like good libraries and stuff. And sold better than the Mega Drive. Like it was, okay. the Mega Drive was not as popular as the PC wow. engine. And when the Super Famicom came out, it was more popular, but not at first. Like the PC engine really held its own for a significant wow. amount That's of time. And it, and the the Mega Drive never, could never beat the PC engine in Japan. Hmm. It just wasn't, didn't happen. It wasn't, but in fairness, the Mega Drive was a pretty niche console over there. Right.
1: Right. I wanna take like a personal turn. Like when do you when do you come in? Like when, when do you meet the turbo Graphics? Like how old were you? <laughs>
0: well, I was a young person when I first saw it because a guy from my elementary school got uh won the his family won the lottery. Whoa. And they wow. bought a house <laughs> in the hills and his prize was that he got a TurboGrafx because it was like the new video game console that had just come mm-hmm. out when they won the lottery mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I saw Keith Courage in Alpha Zones which was the pack-in game and the, there was this marketing at the time that it was like M- amazing graphics and more sound. It, like they had a thing called like the turbo booster, which you would put on the back that was <laughs> supposed to like give you this amazing boost in power. And it, it turned out it was just instead of an RF port, you had you had an RCA port on the mm-hmm. back. So you got okay. You got stereo and slightly cleaner. That's the turbo. Uh, video. <laughs> that, was, that was the boost. Um, so this is pretty pretty ridiculous. But I, it was impressive to me because one of the ways that the PC engine differentiated itself was that it could do really big sprites, whether it should do them was, was another question, <laughs> but like China warrior, uh, or in Japan, the Kung Fu was the kind of the poster child for this, because that character took up like 75%, 60, 75% of this vertical real estate of the, of the screen. And right. the, the NES just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, like, not without intense troubles. Um, So I was sitting there watching this game, uh, Keith Courage, and the sprites were bigger than things I had seen before. Mm -hmm. And the sound Mm -hmm. sounded amazing because he had a nicer TV than I had. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That was the real reason. But anyway, it just, that put it it in my mind. And then being uh, someone who grew up with Uh, lesser means but was interested in video games by the time so i got a job when i was i i got a job for like tips when i was 10 and then by the time i was 14 i had a regular job or 12 i forget Uh, whenever it was legal um to to work (laughs) at the same time as your mom Mm -hmm. uh, i had a job and so i was able to Save up mm-hmm. money to get a Turbo Graphics because those, like a, uh even an NES cost more. Yeah. To buy uh, used, but a Turbo Graphics was like no nobody liked it, <laughs> so it was <laughs> it was it was cheap to buy, and so I got that whenever I got it. I honestly don't remember. And then sometime in the early nineties, I'm gonna say like somewhere between ninety one and ninety three, I truly could not tell you the real answer yeah. i yeah. i was able to get a duo i saved up for one of those like 20, 20 bucks from my from my grandma on christmas tipped tipped it over uh-huh. to me being able to buy it and i i <laughs> thanks grandma yeah and i came <laughs> home with the uh that three game uh compilation disc that yeah. i mentioned right and also east books one and two which oh, wow. w- which is like a for the time that was quite a mind blow of a video mm. game because mm. CD sound in your video game was brand new, yeah. And the way that they were recording this stuff, they were using these really nice Yamaha synths that had this just this great sound to them, and those happened to be the synths that all the like popular. R&B bands were using <laughs> also. And so <clears throat> where you had the Genesis kind of emulating new jack swing mm-hmm. you had mm. you had people using the actual instruments used in like R&B and jazz fusion in just playing in your ears wow. and it was like wow right. this is this is it. but you also have these graphics that are kind of 8-bit and so there's this weird dissonance yeah. in there um yeah, I, but that dissonance is something that I've I've always loved and I've always bought the kind of the underdog system mm-hmm. not because I was pretentious which I was uh but because <laughs> I couldn't afford to get yeah the the overdog systems so I right. I went from Intellivision to uh TurboGrafx to Saturn right to right. Dreamcast so <laughs> Uh, that was yeah that, my, i
2: i my love that as the sort of commonality for all turbo graphics fans i want to i want to read our sort of submission from uh uh prof parm is the our, our patron who put bonks on on our list and is the reason we played it and their story just kind of matches up with yours and i feel like this is a good time to to re- recite their thing after my cousins got a nintendo My sister and I wanted one and my parents did what they always do, went straight to the clearance section of Toys R Us where they found (laughs) the TurboGrafx-16 console, handheld console, which used the same cartridges for both, and about 20 to 30 games on a steep discount. For the next year or two, until we got a Sega Genesis, presumably after that was somewhat discounted. My sister and I would spend tons of time in our unfinished basement playing Bonk, Double Dragon 2 The Revenge, Bonk, Dungeon Explorer, and of course, more Bonk. I don't love platformers as a genre now, they're fine, but of games before I got into stuff like Diablo 2 and StarCraft as a teenager, Bonk could only possibly be second to Sonic as my most played game as a kid. I want
0: to point out a little inconsistency there, which is that there's no no way they played Double Dragon 2 right. unless uh, they somehow time-traveled forward and got a Japanese uh, PC Engine duo because it only came out in Japan on CD and it would have been much later. Um, That's hilarious.
2: Yeah, we, we are working with a lot of old memories. I, I even followed up with Profparm about like, hey, is it cool if we do Box Revenge or Adventure? And they were like, I actually don't know which one it is and I after I'd finished <laughs> Revenge I was like so did the one from your memory have named stages or was it like 1112 and they were like oh it had named stages and it was like oh so actually you did want us to play Bonks Revenge all along yeah. <laughs> Right uh, so That's yeah let, let's get back into to Bonks proper then uh, and and Bonks Revenge specifically I uh, like I just mentioned the the first game is really just the like Here's, here's some levels. Uh, there's a semblance of a plot going on. But the biggest upgrade I feel like I noticed in Bonk's Revenge is like, how much all of the levels start to feel like places there's a sign at the start of each level that's like this is the name of the level that you're at and like you really feel like you're progressing through the world in a lot more specific way and hunter i feel like you described the art of the game in a really specific way before we got on this call
1: oh um i was talking i for the record i was talking about the box art oh sure i do think this might it in a weird way it reminds me of uh christian cartoons from the 90s like that i would get shown in in church um and i don't mean that as a diss i mean it more as like an interesting like touch point for it where it feels like i'm accessing a strange part of my childhood when i when i play it like in a weird way it kind of looks like what was his name bible man like it reminds me subtly of bible
0: man i've seen a couple um, bible but i was man talking videotapes. about the box art whatever. um the
1: <laughs> yeah. the box art in the u.s is is definitely i could see
0: that um in japan it's 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 quite different and right. and i should also point out that in japan he's called pc genjin which mm-hmm. uh genjin is like caveman um right and uh and of course pc engine is the name of the
2: console <laughs> of the so console. They, just, they're, yeah. they're just they're, very forward with the like this is our named mascot yeah this is our, yeah. the <laughs> <It's> our <laughs> yeah. buddy um and uh, and
0: I saw a a great, um, pretty late poster for the PC Engine that was, for a while they were they were going for the like dating sim, folks because as mm-hmm. you may know Tokyo M- Memorial was on PC Engine first, um, right, and a bunch of other there's a lot of dating stuff. And, and so there was like, there's a girl for you on the PC engine. It was, it was the, <laughs> what they said on the poster. And then it showed all these ladies from various PC engine games, including like Yuko from Valis and whatever. And one of them was, um, bonk PC engine with big eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is really good. Um, yeah. So what were we talking about? We
2: were talking about the. <laughs> uh, uh, just we can get back into the game some more. So I oh, guess yeah, the game. So so I uh, I was playing it uh, on emulator. I I tend to be a um, I very often categorize myself on the show as not very good at games. Uh, and I mean, what was nice is Bonk's Revenge is not a particularly wildly difficult game or at, least, at the very least it's quite forgiving yeah I mean, uh, it, it is difficult at the end right. uh, i don't know if yeah you yeah, yeah. It. The, yeah the very very end is where i was doing the most just sort of save stating through just to just to get to see yeah. it all but yeah a good a good proportion of it is just not not only not always wildly difficult but it doesn't set you back too far when it does want to give you a game over screen or whatever um yeah i feel like the revenge levels felt a lot shorter than uh, Bonk's Adventure. Uh, I don't know if that actually tracks as a truth or not. But Some of them. It depends
0: depends on which one. So some things I would say about how Bonk's Revenge plays, um, it's a very, like, it trusts that you know how to play video games uh, because from the start, Bonk's Revenge is not asking you to move left to right. It's asking you to go up. Um, Right. You do go left and right, but the game starts with a vertical stage which is different and weird. And there's a lot of environmental interaction right away. You're collecting butterflies that are floating around and fruit, and you're noticing that you're getting points and it's kind of like a score attack game ultimately. Mm-hmm. But like right away before you hit an enemy or anything, you have to swim up a waterfall. <laughs> uh and you and you're dodging rocks and stuff. Um and there's all these other little things that you start to be able to do like you can there are flowers that if you jump on them they'll give you an item. Yeah. Um or they'll or the yellow ones will make you bounce. But if you hit with your head from a standing position if you hit a flower, sometimes they change color to one right. that'll give you meat or to a yellow one or sometimes if you there's a yellow one You can hit it and then you can move it and then it'll go somewhere else and you can get to a different area that you couldn't have gotten to before. So there's a lot of exploration and investigation to do right from the very Mm -hmm. first level. So it's like, we know that you know what Mario is. We're aware of that. Uh Uh, Here's some other stuff that you can do. And it also, it has like a really complicated way compared to Mario of killing enemies because you have to do multiple button presses. You have to jump, right. and then you have to flip so that you will hit them in in the right way. And it's it's like a extra extra step that where they were like we we get that you're it it, it was the whole PC engine ethos, which is like we get that you're the best at video games already, mm-hmm. so that's fine. Right? Here's what we're gonna let you do with it, um, and. Yeah, there's uh, secrets and bonus stages within the first 30 seconds of playing the game. Right. And there's tons of secrets just all over that thing. And it really, I have a hard time watching other people play it because they don't know where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And like every stage, and this is part of what makes it, you know, a score attack game to me. Almost every stage at the, there's like a little intro sign that tells you where you are, like Mm -hmm. you were talking about. And if you bonk the bottom of the signpost, there's a little point value thing that shows up. <laughs> I um, do not know this. Like, yeah. you, like a some French fries or a flower or something will show up. Mm. There's all these secret places to get um, uh, bon- to bonus stages. They're flowers that take you off and you fly away and do a, a one of 10, I think, uh, different types of bonus stages. And you collect these smiley faces, which then at the end of the level will get you to a different train platform mm-hmm. and then you get bonuses and things and at the top level you get a warp which i try not to get because right. then i have to skip levels and i want to want to play all, the all of levels. Them. you want to play the game <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but the the train is like a it's like a japanese commuter train and that's really <laughs> it's fun it, like the pc engine for me was where i was finding out that Japan is a place Mm -hmm. where they make Mm -hmm. things and that they have things that are different from what we have Mm -hmm. because you so many TurboGrafx and PC Engine games you have like just super Japanese staples like a commuter train or um, a health pickup that's Onigiri or whatever Mm -hmm. little Mm -hmm. rice triangles and whatnot, and that stuff would be would be everywhere I, I often think about there's a game called Bravo Man that um, Namco did, which is some sort of a pun that I don't remember. There's a very specific thing that it's a a pun about. But in the US version of Bravo Man, they s- couldn't figure out how to translate one line uh, exactly. And so you can bonk a phone booth and it says, hello, I'm Japanese telephone box. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, that for like a very young me was kind of a, that was one of those little things where it clicks in like, Oh, Japanese phone booths are different. Yeah. Right. This is one of those. This is a <laughs> Japanese phone booth. <laughs> I guess this game was made in Japan and is referencing <laughs> Japanese things. So it, right. <clears throat> like that little bit just got me thinking about yeah. video games in a different way. Anyway, uh, back to bonk, like you were saying with the environmental storytelling kind of mm-hmm. stuff, it really does feel more and more like a place. I, th- I feel like if you cut out like three or four of the crappier stages, then you would have this like something a lot. There was really a solid build to more right. places that feel like they're lived in, but round six that starts with the laundry pools and winds up in hatchet's hometown and just has folks hanging out in a prehistoric city and people hanging their laundry out like that. It's, it's super cool and it feels neat. And like the enemies are just sleeping sometimes. And even earlier in the, I mean, I guess this happens in bunks adventure, but you got like the enemies fishing and stuff. And they're just like, they're all just chilling out. And, um,
1: and then Bonk comes and ruins their day. <laughs> comes and ruins their day. It's, it's like, 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 who is this an invader. guy? What's he doing here? Yeah. Um, he eats. I love round six because he's eating the, the laundry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're coming through just he's like eating it. Eating he's wearing other. it. Who knows what he's doing? <laughs> um, uh, whatever he's doing. Yeah, he's collecting it. And with the warp, people often
0: skip round four, which is the one that mm-hmm. I really like. That, so that's um, it's the, the water level. Mm-hmm. And the second half... Oh, right. Warship Hold is super fun because you're just going around the this ship blowing up cooks and laundry workers for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like who? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who who <laughs> who is this guy? Why is he in here? Like just destroying right. everything in the cargo hold it makes it makes no sense. But um, yeah, I love it. So, and another thing I like is there's some kind of emergent weird stuff where you can, if you bonk an enemy. Um they I I can't remember if they actually did this in revenge or if they started doing it in three. I know they did it in the remake of Adventure. But anyway, if you bonk an enemy and then they go into the air, you can continue hitting them from underneath for mm-hmm. additional points and then smiley faces right. and stuff. And um in the adventure remake, you could also use them to like bonk on top of it. like if you intersect with bonking them then you could get higher and then you could just keep going high and get to places that you weren't supposed to be able to go. And then they put more things up there for you to get in the, in the remake. You know, it's just like they had, they figured out a system and then they figured out what fun things they could do with it. Right. And right, it's, it's not, by no means a perfect game, but it has a lot of neat stuff and a, a lot of trust in the player and a lot of, um, kind of respect for a player's potential interest in the world I feel.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I feel like the thing that I like about what you're saying and I I you know I've obviously have not spent as much time with this game but um Mario has like secrets, right? But the way that the Mario secrets are set up sometimes like the fundamental Mario secret is oh you should go left as opposed to going right because we've just hidden something here. Bonk secrets feel more contextual. Like here are all these things in front of you. How do you interact with them in a way that Mario literally feels like we've we've hidden? There's a there's a invisible block here. It feels a little bit meaner, yeah, uh, and more secretive, which is I think part of the they were trying to I think channel that uh, that water cooler at, or not really water cooler. It's not like they were thinking about like adults <laughs> playing it, but, uh, <laughs> playground, playground. Yeah. You know, the I I know something secret. Yeah, uh, you'll never believe that you can do this. Whereas Bonk, it seems more like the secrets that you find make more sense to my brain because they're giving you some sort of, they're putting something in front of you and saying, uh, do you want to bonk around with this and see what happens? Yeah, and
0: that's a very Hudson thing to do. So an example from a different game is in Newtopia, there are rocks that you can move to the side and there's stuff like that in Zelda as well. But in Newtopia, probably the first one you'll encounter is there's a big arrow made out of rocks. Mm -hmm. and if you push into the bottom of the arrow, like some stairs open up, and then you're like, oh, I can push rocks. Mm -hmm. Um, because They're they're just like, they don't make it, they make it obvious that something has to happen, but not exactly what that thing is, and then once you figure it out, you're like, ah, I should be pushing on rocks. And then in Bonk's Revenge, so that thing I mentioned about how if you hit the bottom of the signpost, um, if you you like you have to slam down with your head. If you if you bonk the ground underneath the signpost, you get like a little point thing that you can pick up. Um, then later there's an area where if you do that, you break the ground and you fall down into a secret zone mm. because Lovely. they're like, okay, um, if you figured this
2: out, here's a little treat for right. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so much of that feels like, I mean, I don't know, arguably ahead of its time thinking. Like I feel like that's the that's the common thing now with especially games to me that feel like, Oh, this is calling back to, you know, you know, uh, uh Celeste being like a, let's make the best Mario game ever or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But like sort of taking new design philosophies and applying them, it feels like all of those design philosophies are present in something like Bonk where it's like, you're saying like the signposting is there. And I think one of my issues because I, I, I was a kid who wasn't playing a lot of these games when I was younger. Uh, I, I didn't own a lot of these consoles myself. And so, so many of them, because I didn't have the time to just sit with them, they felt too mean. And that's where Bonk's, like, feels so much more inviting. Because, yeah, it's it's none of the things they're doing to you are, like, mean tricks, like an invisible block. It's like, it, yeah. it does want you to actually explore the world, not just because... what what when When I get frustrated with old games with lots of secrets it's because it feels like well you the secret exists because we know you're going to play this game over and over and over and over again because that's just how games work at this time whereas like a thing like bonks feels like it's sort of reveling in no no no. we want to fill it with stuff uh, to invite you to keep playing it over and over again rather than like we'll hide stuff so that you find it once you have done your 1500th replay or whatever
0: yeah at this point in the console's life cycle, you really get the sense that people at Hudson were playing other popular video games. Mm-hmm. And I mean obviously they had to be because they were like, here's our Mario, here's our Zelda, here's our Gauntlet. Right. But the the way that they did it was like what would be exciting to me. What would be what would make this more fun for me? With the mind as well that the PC engine really was for kids. Mm -hmm. Like the Famicom was for kids too, but they wanted kids to be able to play through it. And so there, there is a, there's a mixture of their own, like, what would I, as an adult, what would I want to see? What fun things would, would I put in this? But also let's remember that this is, this is for children they had a, a bus going around japan the the hudson caravan where they would let you play time attack levels and that's that's where the caravan stage term comes from they would have oh. a like a time demo of soldier blade or something and you would get right. the highest score possible within that amount of time. And if you got that, then you, if you did it, then you would get this special limited edition Hugh card. I don't own any of those. They're very expensive. Um, <laughs> that is just the caravan stage that was brought around on the bus. And they did that with with um, with Bonk and they did it with a bunch of, mostly shooting games. Shooting games are really popular for that. They did it with High 10 Bomberman, which was a HD 10 player Bomberman that was on the Hudson Iron Man board, which became the pcfx you can see that right there um, <laughs> yeah and, brandon uh, pointed again uh, lots of pointing yeah, at, at brandon the shelf. pointed at <laughs> i pointed at pcfx <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, but yeah I, I just i really i think that it influenced my way of thinking about video games quite a bit mm-hmm. because when i say people always want to know what games you're making are influenced by mm-hmm. like what what are what what games are your touchstones and things and I do have a lot but I think people are used to when you say I was influenced by Valkyria Chronicles that right. you are going to make something exactly like that mm-hmm. yeah. um but for me it is a place for me to learn a lot of get a lot of design ideas and get a good starting point for thinking about how would I like to do something, and I feel like a lot of that for me came from playing games like this growing up where that that kind of ethos was pretty pretty clearly presented yeah,
2: yeah taking the idea and then running with you know do doing something wholly uh unique with it i I feel like uh I like the uh the combat side of this game in this platformer, like I'm thinking about boss fights now, uh, because yeah. this game's boss fights, I think rule like really, I like them a lot. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> uh, the the hit <laughs> box detection can be a little fiddly, <laughs> sure. but um, but they're they're fun when you get it right. Yeah, and and the idea too that every boss is a f- like you defeat them and they're like, great, I'm your friend now. Let's go be yeah. friends together and like... classic anime stuff. It's, yeah, <laughs> that's how it is. It's very uh, and, good. And, and like the later stages too where they're like they're not boss fights but the way you start thinking about Bonk's head like you were saying earlier you can like you can dive on one and bounce up off of them or whatever like and, and you can find like little patterns I found the most fun when you would like try to string a sort of combo of like I'll drop from above on this guy that'll bounce me up to be under this guy when I hit him flip again and bounce and it's just like when they give you the like Enemy barrages; those screens are like so much more insanely fun than a Mario like jump and dodge everybody or whatever. It becomes like a no. I do want to like attack every enemy if I can help it.
0: Yeah, you can do some some pinball style yeah. pathing <laughs> there. That's pretty pretty good.
2: I mean, I don't know. Do we do do we have any other uh, takeaways for for Bonk, or do we want to get into into ranking it, or is there any? I, I mean, I've, I I want to make sure Brandon, you sort of get your your love of this out there and I feel like we've gotten a lot <laughs> yeah. but but what is it that like makes this like you said sort of ha- has become a sort of meme part of your personality and and it's a thing that always gets brought up with you I mean you do talk about it a lot and what is like what is <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> Well I think we've
0: we've mostly gotten through it because it's it's like the it's the design ethos thing yeah. and yeah. it's it's the way that it talks to the player through design That Mm -hmm. is really neat to me. And it's the way that it's like kind of a little janky and it's not hundred percent perfect and it's not all the way polished. Um, I would rather see a neat bag of ideas that has a cool narrative or visual or thematic through line than something that's so polished that I don't have any complaints about it. Mm. Um, Like that's Mm -hmm. a bigger complaint for me (laughs) is that it's just like I don't know I played through it and that was it you know it does it it's it's got in order for it to have something to have teeth for me it's got to have uh some really neat ideas and some imperfections I think right um because it just shows that someone was really really trying for something Mm -hmm. um that's something I talk about with like Saturn Games is I love how often you can see the work mm-hmm. that went into something. If you know anything about the Saturn and the difficulty it has displaying transparency or how polygons are done in a really strange way and then you see a character who has like a dithered 3D skirt mm. that's semi-transparent and you're yeah. like... They really gave it a shot. <laughs> right. They really tried it's, to do something. It's almost there. <laughs> and yeah. when you, you see can like see where it was going, the way they do explosions will be like they'll do this big weird polygonal thing and then they'll dither part of it and put another weird explosion inside mm-hmm. of it. And, and all the like the physicality of it is really cool and I I I like when you can you can see the work that was done and appreciate what the developers were trying to do yeah. for you. And for me that that appreciation started with the, with the PC Engine, though it's it's more, a little more subtle there. And Bonk's Revenge is a is a decent example of it. And what else do I want to say about about Bonk? It he's the I think the only kind of cute, cave person character. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, because well, caveman character I should say because. Um, a cave woman in games of this era are just like a, a se- sexy regular looking lady with like a, <laughs> right. a leopard print bikini. Like that's yeah yeah that's who they are. But but the the cavemen are always like gross or weird and wildly hairy. Bunk just looks like a funny baby. Yeah <laughs> um, yeah and and they he's actually kind of like a cute little guy.
1: And uh, and I appreciate that. Yeah. It, they... I think he's better than the Flintstones, I'll say it. Yeah. I mean, we were <laughs> all about afraid. to say it, but right. I just thought I'd come out and say it better than I would take him over any Flintstone. There's not a Flintstone that I want more bam, bam. Than, <laughs> than Bonk. Yeah. No, they just just don't have it. Yeah. You know, Bonk, it's the simplicity of the design that gets right to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's- Because uh... I ask weird questions about like Fred and Barney. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like, right. <laughs> Yeah, you don't know what they get up to. Um, <laughs> can't trust them. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask real quick before we get into the ranking. I just wanted to ask a, a question about like, because I mean, you make games. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you reconcile this philosophy of like, don't polish something too much with like that seems like kind of hard oh. to work on games yourself and be like, oh, let's not go too far or let's well, not. It's not it's that. Not that.
0: It's because uh, yeah. I should I should clarify that like. Nintendo is able to polish their games so much because they have money and time. They've right. got a huge right. bunch of stuff in the bank. They are able to make nobody else could have made Tears of the Kingdom. Right. Basically mm-hmm. at this point on the certainly not on the Switch anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and uh they are able to spend the time to make that. Whereas most companies including Hudson at this time, you know, they had like 6 months to make thing or, or less yeah and so it's it's more about the hierarchy of uh hierarchy of needs i guess like what what are you choosing to put your time into yeah and so right. it it's it's certainly not that i would want to polish something less it's more like how can i where where can i organize what my what my polished time is going toward that will maximize enjoyment For, for Mm -hmm. people and, and for myself, especially. So, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of where it comes in for me is, is to think about how and where we, we spend that time and what kind, like, if we're going to cut something, we're going to cut not, we're not going to cut things that are like, this is where you hang out in the game. We're going to cut other content. Right. Um, Right because I want people to be able to hang out like that's that's the main thing that I want in a video game is that you can walk walk around there and and talk to some people and see something fun. Um So yeah, I, hopefully that answers.
1: It does. The yeah. More or less. I think
2: that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, and and I think that's a good transition into doing some ranking because I do feel like that is something we very often kind of remark upon on on things on our list is like yeah, when when <laughs> when Nintendo knocks it out of the park with ocarina of time it's like okay well great they i mean they had almost unlimited (laughs) capabilities to do that and i am so much like less impressed with nintendo making metroid dread really good versus team cherry making hollow knight really really good like that there there is an obvious sort of shift in the kind of work coming into that and and what they're able to come out the other side with or or whatever
0: Although I am, I do continue continue to be impressed that Nintendo has enough money to spend the time to do all that stuff because yeah. they they're yeah. able once they got there they were able to keep it going, which is right. which is uh, it's a, it's a feat. Yeah, that's a lot sure. of other companies
2: yeah. also have a lot of money and don't do as much. <laughs>
0: that's right. As Nintendo.
2: Yeah, that's right. Sony cut and closed and down their it right. Japan
0: <laughs> team, so it's too bad.
2: Well, let's dive into some rankings. Uh I would I, I've I've sent you the list, Brandon. I'd love to yeah. just just before we even talk about bonk in relation to the list, the the fun part of doing the list is always, especially with a guest, is sort of seeing where contradictions uh lie and and what kind of on this list feels or apocryphal. <laughs> I think a way to frame it is it would be an honor if you
1: were to call out something dumb that you think about this list that <laughs> you're like oh that sucks yeah. like that that's kind of the point is to have somebody look at it and be like this is I hate that. What, what about why is that there? Yeah, I mean
0: <clears throat> all lists are subjective so I, I can't I can't go that far but um, I certainly don't but for you it's for, it's I c- it's for you. certainly you're don't like Final beard. Fantasy VII remake.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I uh, I tried all methods of Leaving Aerith behind, they just, uh, crushing her with a <laughs> with a claw hand, dropping a um w- like a, one of those cra- giant crate things on her. You just can't get rid right. of it. Mm-hmm. There's there's, right. there's a time when where she's like stuck behind a fence, and I was like, "All right, leave her. I'm booking it."
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was, they, and it just it didn't take didn't take they wouldn't let didn't me take. get
0: get rid of her I actually stopped playing it because I just wasn't having any fun
1: Wow um, Well there you go uh, It's it's also funny because so I don't know if you noticed but number thirty is Final Fantasy seven yeah. the original and number ten is Final Fantasy seven yeah. remake Yeah So we would would you agree with that at least? <laughs> I'd I'd keep Final Fantasy seven where it is and then I'd put Final Fantasy seven
0: remake like uh like about fifty places further down <laughs>
1: Fifty places or maybe even in another zone to be added to the list (laughs) later yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah. if you have a worst remakes part of your uh, (laughs) no it's not i know i know people love it it's just it's one thing that i really didn't like about that game is it did this is gonna sound really weird it it i'm excited it reminded me of my dating days oh where where i'm cloud and there's ladies being like, hey, how's it going? How's it, how, what, what are you doing? What, what's up? And just like texting me and I'm like, I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm like, just get, get out of here. Like, I, how, how can I say no and still be nice to you? Which is what it felt like Cloud was trying to do the whole time with all these mm-hmm. ladies that are like, hee-hee.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Which, but the, the thing that bugs me the most about it is like, I didn't really feel like that's who those characters were previously. Mm-hmm. People who mm-hmm. were just like flirting with Cloud, hundred yeah. percent of the time, and then they added right. another lady to flirt with Cloud even more. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: true. Yeah,
0: and it was just like, just leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. Just give him. He's trying to. He's he loves his sword. Okay. He loves his sword. He's trying <laughs> to blow some stuff up and get some money. Like he's not. <laughs> he doesn't have time for you. <laughs>
1: he's busy i agree yeah i mean I, I i actually completely agree with that moment or i think they i think they over at, at a certain point they were like this is what people remember right it's all the romance yeah
0: but like, people loved it so um guess who's wrong it's me <laughs> yeah yeah people love that stuff they think it's the best um <laughs> wait a second here's another thing
1: oh i guess you uh, haven't yes.
0: The o- is the only Yakuza game you've ranked like a Dragon Ishin?
1: uh There's also Yakuza. Uh, no, we've 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 done Kiwami. Okay, where is where is Kiwami? It's number twenty. Okay, Kiwami's number twenty. Okay um
0: just once you get to yakuza zero it should be it should be number one yeah <laughs> i mean that's, <laughs> that's i that's the plan you know, <laughs> it, it maybe
1: someday it'll just be a yakuza show like for like a year that'd be good that would be a good use of our I time i think
0: we're definitely gonna have to do a ranking of all the yakuza's i, I recently regained uh the use of my left hand as far as video games mm. um because mm-hmm. i injured it a while back and uh just right back up with the yakuza's so i'm on six <laughs> now um nice i've been playing through all of them i there's so many they keep making them Hunt, yeah. hunter's but, uh
2: take on like a dragon ishin was that people were hailing it as the sort of a good one to start with uh oh yeah i didn't get it
1: i i i thought yeah, that's that weird. it was i was I've only played Kiwami, and I've, I've tooled around a little bit in Zero, um, but I, I, you know, all of the callbacks to all these other characters, that would just, like, there's the scene where you meet, like, all of the captains or whatever. Mm. I was like, oh, I, this means nothing. This is meaningless to me, basically. And so it made me want to put it away, because I was like, well, I, I think I should play all of the other Yakuza games and then play this, or, or at least play more of them. Well, I, I haven't played Ishin yet, so I don't know if those.
0: Mm. Captains or callbacks are not. Um, I guess they're <laughs> supposed to be. I guess I'll find out. They are. they <laughs> Every it's character
1: the is just. Yeah, it's just characters from, from. It's like cameos, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, every character is a character from one of the other Yakuza games, but they're playing this new role or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, well, it'd be funny. It'd be funny
0: it. to play those, like just those kinds of games. So you play that one. You play. <laughs> Uh, yakuza dead souls which is the zombie one and then you, yeah and then you play the fist of the north star yakuza um and you just
1: only play those that'd be
0: pretty good right never get
2: the touchstones it's, of the actual series yes yeah, yeah.
1: every, every time you meet a character it, like the camera pauses on them for a second mm-hmm. and you're just like i don't oh, know what I that means <laughs> i mean
0: I'm, I'm unfamiliar with that
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be good you got Panzer Dragon and Spy pretty high that's good yeah that, that, yeah, that was would, a good game that's a game that worked uh, real good on me I would say uh, as a as a kid who grew up with Star Fox 64 and not other rail shooters uh, my eyes were opened to the glory basically when, when we did that <laughs> one <laughs> yeah uh,
0: and Elden Ring I don't I uh, Elden Ring is one of those ones where I'll let people put it wherever on any list because I <laughs> right. I don't care I i played it for a couple hours i thought it was fine um but everybody loves it yeah and so congratulations to them yeah for yeah for having a good time
2: that's about where i fall actually i i am not a proponent of this being the third of it being oh, number yeah, three dude. on our list but we had we had two other guests that day so i was uh thankfully I yeah suppose, we rushed out-roated. it <laughs>
1: Yeah, we we rushed it. We did it dirty. Well,
0: it's your it's your list, so you can move it down later. Yeah, I mean, we will actually. That's 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 <laughs> all. Put, part put of it. Bonk's Revenge there. No, you shouldn't. There it's, we go. Bonk's uh, Revenge
2: is not is not number three. Well, let's talk well, about. Where should bonks. we put? I mean, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Let's pick a sort we of. Uh, we kind of call them decades. If you have a if you have a sort of ballpark, and then we can sort of bounce around from there, or perhaps also sometimes a good way to go about it is just like a the closest comparison available to us on the list is X and then we'll start going above or below uh, or whatever. Yeah. So
0: I'm, I'm looking at your list through around like the mid 30s or, you no, I guess around for, to around 40 or so. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling like Bonk doesn't need to go above those. And then I look below and I see more things that I care less about. Yeah, so that's about good. that's about where, where I am the with 40s, it, so. the 40s
2: to 50s ish sort of zone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is, is there a game
2: like in that. the 40s that calls out to you of like, no, not above this? I won't well, let it. Um, I, I, you know, not on my watch.
0: Well, of course, the 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 big thing is is that sometimes you get games that I would that I think are better lower. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So I would put Stanley Parable lower.
1: Mm. Me too. And then <laughs> Me too.
0: And then I would put Bonk like right around Skyrim, which would be very funny to me.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, dude, <laughs> I would it. love to put Bonk one above Skyrim, actually it would be kind of a dope. Yeah, between list, Final Fantasy
0: X and Skyrim. I think that's it's a good Bonk. it's a good bridge between those two games.
1: <laughs> I think so too. What how do you like just to compare it to like a a game in the same genre, what do we well how do you feel about Kirby Superstar compared to no feelings no feelings. no feelings. (laughs) no feelings
0: um once again nintendo is kind of right out um yeah right i did yeah i truly didn't play i think you could fairly say i did not play the super nintendo Mm
2: -hmm. i think you could just
0: like i have played games on it Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. probably like 20 games on the super nintendo yeah um I did not play the Nintendo sixty four. Wow. Um just at all. <laughs> I've I've touched one. I have one. Um but uh well, yeah, of course you have. I mean of course you <laughs> have, have. one. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the the first first Nintendo console so I did I played my stepbrother's NES mm-hmm. uh as a young person. And then it wasn't until the GameCube that I actually engaged with Nintendo's first party and their their systems in a serious way but that was because of the capcom like whatever project they called it where they were doing original games for mm-hmm. for gamecube so i you know played resident evil 4 and mm-hmm. um, and project number 3 and killer 7 and right. um, and whatever and that but i didn't play the nintendo games i i didn't seriously play nintendo games until probably breath of the wild wow i would say wow, that's dude. great i mean i played Definitely. them
1: but not very much almost like, that's like an achievement in a way it feels like you know yeah,
0: I, I just pick them up and i'd put them i'd put them down after a while because they're it's it's like watching a marvel movie to me uh, except <laughs> yeah. that i don't do that anymore um right but it's just like here it is mm-hmm. and then afterward you're like there it was
1: yeah yeah they pass through you yeah that, yeah i mean it's like hudson soft built this alternate universe for you that's where i, I in in the land. <laughs> live it. yeah yeah so it's, you,
0: it's like if i lived in In like a really weird house, and then later I went to someone's like perfect condominium, and I'm like, "What is this?" Yeah, (laughs) like I don't. (laughs) This doesn't like the floorboards don't creak. I'm not interested in this. This is
1: yeah. This is too. You got used to regular. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Well, we eyeball. Well, it certainly sounds better than Skyrim to me. I mean, better than Skyrim. Skyrim? I I mean I, what kind of house is Skyrim if it was a house it sure. wouldn't be a great no, it'd be, it'd, be <laughs> it'd have a
0: million things in it it'd be, have all the things and it'd be falling apart so I do feel like yeah. between it'd have a cheese room you know between your polished Final Fantasy X and, and your uh, <laughs> Skyrim cheese room I think and be a good place for Bonk myself.
2: I feel like I mean, we threw a dart right at the board. I'm arguing with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be an outlier, but I don't know in what direction because it's like, I'm really charmed by Bonk, like a lot, like just stylistically, yeah, art, music, mm. like all of that, like really, good. really gets me. I think the 30s and 40s are sort of my zone. Zone of the list, kind of. I don't know. That probably comes and goes, but yeah, like, it is. no, you're kind of a 30s and 40s guy. Like, it's like definitely. Stanley Parable is ma is is a is a beloved thing of mine. Rollercoaster Tycoon, Pikmin, Secret of Monkey Island, Kirby Superstar, all of those are as high as they are, probably exclusively, because they are even higher on what would be my own personal list or mm. whatever. Sure. Uh, I'm kind of at the bottom and at the top. That's where I like to hang out. Right. Yeah. Nice. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I I, I certainly personally don't want to put bonk above kirby superstar but i'm also one of oh, yeah, three he, people yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah well i mean and we're not even talking about kirby superstar we're talking about skyrim right now and i'm not hearing any arguments <laughs> for skyrim i'm only hearing arguments against skyrim
2: yeah that's so, sound mean, logic i don't know I, I feel like that's just that's the bar that we've set and i kind of like the, the idea thing- of a of a dart thrown straight at the board and, and it fell right there at number 40 exactly
1: Well, I'm down to go meta on it because what's interesting is that whatever you put Skyrim draws your eye Mm -hmm, right Mm -hmm. like on the list when you're you you just see it you know and if Bonk is right above it I feel like we'll get people Mm. saying what is Bonk you know what I mean because they'll notice they'll look at Skyrim and they'll see something called Bonk's Revenge right above and I think what is Bonk would be a pretty good I love what you're proposing, uh. Hunter.
2: Because a part of the list is we love putting stuff up high because it's like, you need to play this and maybe you haven't or whatever. But the idea that that happens in tiers is especially interesting, you know? Like, we have the Skyrim section of, like, all of these things are sort of in the gravitational pull of Skyrim that will then get people to play them. I do think that's a thing worth worth starting.
1: Yeah, that's a hilarious logic, though, because by that logic, Skyrim will be at the very bottom (laughs) of this list. Because who hasn't, like... (laughs) Skyrim has 100% name recognition you know what I mean like everyone no one's like oh it'd be cool to play Skyrim but I've never
2: played it before you know what I mean like everyone that's has the point. been there that's the point of I've yeah. heard so much about this or I've already played it and it's supposed to be a game of the year thing and it's sitting down here at 50 what other things do they think are around 50 or 40 or whatever yeah uh, and then yeah. you check out you know you check out Bonk's Revenge and you check out Super Monkey Ball or whatever
1: yeah you're right and right now we got final fantasy 10 right above skyrim nobody's gonna be like well what's final fantasy 10 you know like sure. bonk's revenge this is, this is a good this is a good way to signpost bonk's revenge anyways this is how we build the list brandon like, <laughs> this is what we're doing so yeah <laughs> and you can move kirby superstar around later as you like you know? yeah that's true yeah perhaps you, you, we, we climb I mean, it up. To, obviously we can't today by the rules of the show but <laughs> you can have a whatever. you can have
2: a later <laughs> episode where you reassess the whole list right that is that's that's about every 50 is the that's goal how we celebrate it yeah nice no, we we go in and rehash well I, i'll let's stick with it let's call Dude, bonks revenge got it in one. the 40th best game out of these 94 games that we've got in front of right. us right yeah and it's and it's right ahead of uh, kirby
0: klonoa and sonic so. right <laughs> it's topping
2: a lot of platformers out it is it is proving itself it's above uh oh that's it's mario kart six i
0: thought it was mario 64 i was like that'd be fun
1: (laughs) 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 yeah we haven't gotten there yet but yeah well i mean we'll see mario mario 64
2: versus bonk i don't know Mm -hmm. we'll see you never Mm -hmm. know well brandon thank you uh so much for joining us today and and kind of lending us your your turbo graphics uh knowledge and your bonk uh love uh, for getting it so high up the list. I don't know where it would have fallen without you, but uh, we certainly needed you yeah. today. Uh, and we'd love to have you do the thing people do on podcasts where you plug what you would love to plug or talk about anything else you'd love to talk. I mean, you're welcome to also just point at more things on your shelf and <laughs> tell us about them. I, You know, whatever's, whatever's in your kind of vibe. Yeah, I mean, uh, if y'all have not
0: listened to the Insert Credit show, you should listen to that. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast with me and Tim Rogers of Action Button and Frank Cifaldi of the Video Game History Foundation. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good and uh you can wishlist our game Demon School on Steam. You can buy our games Hyper Gun Sport and Gunhouse on Steam or whatever other platform. Yeah, those are those are the main things you can get yourself a a Bonks Revenge ROM. You can play that.
2: Yeah. There they we go. That that's the pitch of the day. Is, is give just it a look. Check out A Bonk's Revenge for you. And then after that, play some more weird nonsense on the PC Engine. There's a what of What would you throw at us? What would you tell us to do? Like, what yeah, should yeah. our what, what would should be the should next... Our show's next PC Engine game uh, be? Oh,
0: next PC Engine game. See, the the problem, the thing is, like, when I'm recommending, when I recommend video games, I'm recommending them exclusively for people that think exactly the same as me. <laughs> and I, so like, I, I don't want to, I wouldn't suggest that games, any game is, is like actually good and that someone should play it because mm-hmm. it's just cool in my view. Yeah. Um, East books one and two. is pretty cool. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Valis three is a really imperfect game that, uh, had a lot of influence on me that's a it's a, on the topographic cd pc engine it's super neat but is it perfect no it would be pretty low on on your list if it made it on there at all mm. i'd say <laughs> but um but it's neat it's it's fun it's like especially for the time the closest it felt like to playing an anime because mm-hmm. it had the animated cutscenes you start out in your in your bed in your pajamas, and then you hear a funny sound. And then you walk up to the roof, and then you're running along a rooftop with neon signs and stuff. Um, and then a bad guy comes along and takes another lady away up into the sky, and and drops a, your sword. And then you've got to jump off the edge of the building to grab it, and then shoot back up. Um, That's wild. Yeah, but it you know it's a it's kind of a mess, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Uh, the the only way to get a bun- across a bunch of platforms is to do a, a roll that has like a vertical, I mean, a horizontal run to it. Like you mm-hmm. can't reach it by jumping. You have to do a roll. <laughs> and the the, very game-y. the way that you roll yeah. is to hit down and run. That button I was telling you is really close to select where you can accidentally reset. Oh, right. Great. And so when Good. you're doing that in a clutch moment, you can uh, just definitely just reset, reset the, whole the game, game on that one. um. You could play Zero Wing with full voice acting and um, and uh, and a different soundtrack. It's not that good, but like if you've ever thought Zero Wing was funny, then you could look at the PC Engine version and be like,
2: "Oh, it wasn't supposed to be funny." <laughs> 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 um, do you have any there's... Saturn? Do you have any Saturn recommendations for us? I haven't. I have touched at this point now uh, one Sega Saturn game, and it is uh, Panzer Dragoon. Oh, heck, um,
0: okay, well. Without the knowing the language of Japanese, mm-hmm. um, right. I would I, yeah, I would say if you wanna have some experiences that are different, mm-hmm. uh I would go for um Burning Rangers which is a firefighting game on the yeah. <laughs> underwater um station that is slowly getting consumed by fire and has a, like that game is barely holding together on the Saturn. It's, That's it's great. really neat. And later on, there's a bit where they fake some 3d transparency by passing information through the audio chip. <laughs> so it could get quicker to the, to the other pro like they, cause only there's only one processor that can handle 3d and one that can handle. And there's one that does 2d
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, but you can like pass, they found that you could pass states between them, what? so that you could you could uh, render stuff faster, and it's super neat. Anyway, that's good. Another Sonic Team thing you could check out is the Sonic Jam compilation. So hmm. Sonic Jam has Sonic One, Two, and Three reprogrammed for the Saturn. So they actually have different stuff. Um, it adds the spin to Sonic One. It has an easy mode, which is kind of neat, hmm. where you can just kind of like hang out and chill through a few like a scattering scattered selection of levels, but perhaps most interesting is the 3d overworld where you run around and go to like sonic museums and you can go inside and you can check out commercials and sketches (laughs) and things. And there are little challenges you can complete and it, it, that was really infuriating to people at the time because it was like oh you can do a 3d sonic game you just right. aren't <laughs> doing it for us um <laughs> because like this totally worked and you could have done it yeah uh i also would recommend nights into dreams i'm just doing all oh, yeah. sonic team games right now nights into yeah, dreams right. is real good yeah um th- it's it's hard to think of ones that are that came out in the in the u s mm-hmm. because so many of them are japan only for me uh magic knight ray earth since you're emulating it's fine to suggest this um it's very expensive <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> right, it's the problem I bought it for fifteen dollars yeah um Ugh. but uh it's um you know Ryoko Kodama directed this game of fantasy star fame and mm-hmm. it is a It's another like playing an anime kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. a three-character Zelda where you change between the characters, more more emphasis on combat, and each one of the ladies has something to say about every kitchen in the game. If you go into any of the kitchens and then you switch between all three ladies, they all have something unique to say about every kitchen. (laughs) That's polish right there. A critical level of detail. and, And the music to that one is like, for me top-notch it's like it's 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 really good if you want to play something really stupid maybe you've played this on other platforms but um batman forever oh yeah i think it's batman forever whichever batman game there was that was ported ported from the arcade Mm. it's like super bombastic ugly colors everything's zooming and scaling all the time (laughs) um and like buzzers and things fl- making s- s- noisemakers happening all over the place it's really yeah. really stupid beat him up with all like batman will like shrink down to, to <laughs> a really tiny little guy and then he'll get huge and then it, it just it's just like it's so stupid that i don't know why people hated this game this, this is <laughs> where some sometimes i'm like i just don't I just don't get it i just don't yeah. get what what do people like and what do people not like mm-hmm. i don't know right I don't, I don't understand it um clearly i've i'm i i came from a weird trajectory with my video game enjoyment to start with and uh and i never, i never fixed it so <laughs> right <laughs> yeah do i have any other good saturn recommendations oh, man there's there's a lot of really classic stuff but um I don't know. That'll get you started. No, those, that, that'll yeah, get us yeah. started. That's, that's a good start. That's a, good a great start. Uh, Cyberdoll is a is a Japanese one that I really like. That you probably won't get to play, but I think there might be a a port. Damn. I mean, a um a patch coming mm-hmm. eventually. Um, someone I think is working on a translation. I hope they are. Uh, but that's that's a game where it's it's in a cyberpunk world, and everyone got um everyone in the world got a disease that was making everyone's organs degenerate. And so they oh. had to augment themselves with cybernetic parts. But then there started to be a cyber disease, which I believe was called <laughs> cyber AIDS. Um, oh, my God. Yes. No. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and very creative. You, uh, yeah. and, and so then now everybody's parts are breaking down. And so oh. in this game, you are you're trying to solve this mystery and stuff, of course. And actually it, it starts at media res, I believe at the end of the game, I haven't beaten it, but um, it starts as as you're walking along and your body is degenerating. You're like, I have to get there. Um, and then you collapse and your brain does like a memory feedback loop to the beginning of the thing that you were doing because you are wow. a cybernetic brain. And so it wow. just like fed back into there. But the the way that you level up and stuff is there are these side view battles where you have medium, long, and middle distances where you can have different weapons that can attack at those distances. And then you attack body parts of your enemies until they are destroyed. And certain body parts that you do not destroy, you can harvest f- from them. And then if you go to a hospital, you can install those parts in yourself. And that's how you level up. <laughs> oh, you level up by <laughs> taking the parts of your downed enemies and <laughs> Just inserting them into on. your, Just grafting into a, your body. Hand. So it's, yeah, it's like, take out this spine... Yeah, and let's put that spine in. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's a really neat idea, and it just is not nobody knows about it. So, wow. um, but I have, I got the guide right here.
1: Which is very, <laughs> wow, I got cyber, that'll be helpful. Cyberdoll guide. <laughs> gotta know which parts. Yeah. which parts to get. Can you know? know
0: all the parts. Yeah, it's it's important. So anyway, that's that's what I got for you that's excellent awesome. well brandon thank, thank you, you again
2: dude. for for joining us and coming on and, and being a part of this and and hanging out for for a, a good long chunk of time we we, we absolutely appreciate uh, appreciate that and, and you know if you if you ever have a desire to come back on we would love to have you all right thanks very much yep bye-bye now Bye. Bye.